and recording in progress um, before we begin the meeting or as the beginning of the meeting. This meeting will be conducted exclusively through video conference and teleconference pursuant to government code section 54953E. In the state declared emergency, this meeting of the Zoning Adjustments Board will be conducted exclusively through teleconference and Zoom video conference. COVID-19 state of emergency continues to directly impact the ability of members to meet safely in person, presents imminent risks to the health of attendees, therefore no physical meeting location will be available. Uh, if you are an attendee, if you are a participant joining us and do not wish for your name to appear on the screen, you, we have learned, can sign off, sign back on, and you'll have an opportunity to uh, remove your name and be anonymous, which is something we also allow for attendees when we have regular in-person meetings. Um, if you are uh, wishing, if there is, you'll be invited at various points during the hearing to speak. Um, and if you wish to speak at those times, uh, you should roll your hand across the bottom of the screen where there is a little hand that says raise hand. You click on that and uh, I'll be able to see that you would like to speak and can recognize you. Um, if you wish to comment uh, during those public uh, portions of the meeting and you're dialing in by phone, you can't scroll over a little raise hand, there isn't one. So in that case, you need to press star nine and I'll see a little hand go up by your phone number and we can still recognize you and give you a chance to speak. Please be mindful that the teleconference will be recorded as all ZAB meetings are. All other rules of procedure and decorum will apply for ZAB meetings that are conducted by teleconference and video conference the same as they would be if we were in person. Um, in terms of public testimony guidelines, um, I guess that's actually not required to read yet. Okay. All right, and that is everything. Yes, we can proceed with roll call. Hey, great. Am I mute? No, I'm not muted anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, time for roll call. Um, please indicate whether you are here and if you have any ex parte disclosures. <clears throat> um, uh, board member Trigu. Present, no ex parte. Duffy? Present, no ex parte. Gaffney? Present, no ex parte. Thompson? Present, no ex parte. Olson uh, has an excused absence. Um, Vice Chair O'Keefe also has an excused absence. Chairperson Khan? Present, no ex parte. Kim? Present, no ex parte. And Sanderson? Uh, Great. Thank you. So uh, before we proceed with the uh, regular agenda, in that uh, Vice Chair Shoshana Keith is not present tonight, I'd like to nominate and elect a uh, substitute Vice Chair for the evening. I've ha had some challenges with my <clears throat> internet connection through the day, and in case I drop out, it's important that the uh, Zab hearing can proceed. So I would like to uh, open the floor to nominations for vice chair. Uh, Igor, your hand is up. I'll recognize you. 
I'd like to nominate Commissioner Thompson. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Debbie? Uh, I'd like to second. That was, you guys are reading my mind. Uh, Michael, do you accept the nomination? I accept. Thank you. Very good. Then, um, if there are no other uh, nominations, I'd like to take a vote. I don't see any hands up, so uh, could you take a vote, Samantha? Okay. Board Member Trigo? Yes. Duffy? Yes. Gaffney? Yes. Thompson? Yes. Uh, Olson is out. Keith is out. Uh, Chairperson Khan? Yes. <clears throat> Kim? Yes. And Sanderson? Yes. Very good. Uh, I hope you don't have to serve uh, for the sake of the, the meeting, which would require disruption. I hope you do get to serve for your benefit and the benefit of the rest of the people here tonight. So we'll see how it plays out, Michael. But thanks for your interest in, in uh, participating in that way. Um, that brings us to the consent calendar. Um, oh, uh, of, um, oh, public comment on non agenda matters. Thank you. Thank you. Well done, Samantha. <laughs> I'm glad that. you could read my mind because I couldn't like I couldn't find the right words. Yeah, it's got it's gotten to that point where we can communicate that way. So I do see a hand up from an attendee, Kate Bristol. So let me uh, speak to all of the attendees. Uh, this is the opportunity during the hearing to speak on items that are not on the agenda. This would not not be a project related comment. Okay, if you're here to speak on um, one of the items on the agenda, you should take your hand down. Uh, this is for, thank you, this is uh, an opportunity for people who wish to speak of issues of general interest to the zoning board or to the public in this context. Uh, this is an opportunity uh, to speak on those issues. Um, I don't see any hands up. So uh, given that, we'll close that that portion of the hearing and move to the consent calendar. Um, we have approval of the action minutes on the consent calendar as well as uh, 1585 University, 1818 Melvia, and 1828 22 Melvia. And before we uh, vote on the consent calendar, I'd like to ask if any members of this commission uh, have reason or see reason to pull any of the three items that are on consent from consent. Mm -hmm. uh, I see Debbie's hand up and Igor's hand up, or if you have questions for yes, I'm perfectly happy with the product, product except the front facade is seems to me to be very um, bleak. And I'm wondering if the applicant would be willing to change, particularly the, the top of the front that is the. Um, which item are you referring? Which item are you referring 18, to? 
front top of the second floor where there is a deck or a balcony for the second floor. So it doesn't just look like a box stuck on the front of the building. I, I, uh, I sympathize with that uh, perspective. I'd like to add my two cents to that too, Debbie. A, a very worthwhile suggestion. And I think it'll improve the value of the property if we uh, do that. That's it. Um, anything else, Debbie? Uh, Igor? Thank you. And just as a reminder, um, we should also hear from the public to see if anyone wants oh, to. Oh, sure. Uh, I just like to hear the, yeah. the, the actual, despite what we may have heard in the past, um, hearing from the commissioners is the policy first. Of course. No, I, I appreciate it. So I also don't have a an issue, um, but I do have a couple. Well, I have a question on both 1818 milvia and 1822 milvia. And mm -hmm. um, this might be for staff or it might be for the applicant. I think it's the same applicant for both. Um, uh, both of these were listed as um, under land control. I believe 1822 milvia was listed as. Uh, tenant occupied since it appears that there is a substantial change to the floor plan um has the landlord been informed about um the uh both of these proposals um if uh if in fact uh sitting tenants are there now and have the tenants been informed about these proposals if if they are in fact sitting tenants. Samantha, I don't know if we have staff here to answer that question. I prefer this not go to a full public hearing for one question. Um, yes, I'm gonna pull Katrina over. I think um, I think there are standards where uh, there are requirements uh, relative to what you're asking me for. <laughs> Okay, see, we have uh, Katrina is in the meeting. Very good. Hey, Katrina. Hi, Hi it's Katrina Lapira in planning. Um, I believe the applicant, Kumar Raju, would be better able to answer that question, Samantha. He's on. Let me check to see. Kumar's. Yeah, I think we can allow him to speak. Yes. He's raising his hand. Okay. Um, they just disappeared. Mark, can you answer oh, yeah. the commissioner's question? You're muted still. Oh, okay. Hello? Hi. Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. On the uh, first question on the uh, regarding the facade for the uh, um, for the uh, Balcony. I think there was concern about the balcony and the facades on the second floor. Um, I would uh, absolutely agree, and I, we can uh, change that um, uh, to soften up uh, and show the uh, the balcony there. Thank you. Uh, what about Igor? Uh, Commissioner Tragib's questions about rent control. Has the rent board uh, been notified of the changes, and or do you intend to notify them? Uh, the, I just want to add that the uh, it, this property is not has not been a tenant 
occupied for the past two years. Um, both of these 1818 and 1820 are uh, vacant properties as of two years ago. Uh, nonetheless, I think you are required to notify the rent board of changes. Okay. Is that correct? Is that correct, Igor? Um, well, not, well, it, it might be good practice to, it may it's not. It's not a requirement, but it's advised. But um, then I have a question for staff, um, because in the page four of the staff report for 1822, it does say that um, the existing units are occupied, are fully covered, but the key thing is they are. I think Kimara said they were not tenant occupied. Is that right, Kimara? No, it's actually not occupied at all. It's, it's been vacant for the past two years. Oh. So is that a fact, and uh, Katrina? It is. A, it is a fact. Yeah. It's... Okay. Eight, 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 I'm sorry. Eighteen eighteen. The staff report says that it's occupied by owners on eighteen eighteen, and that if they rent, it becomes automatically under rent control. So eighteen eighteen. Do you agree with that, Mr. Raju? And um, it's eighteen eighteen as of now, as of as as far as I know, the past two years it's not occupied by anybody. That's that's yeah, that's yeah. my understanding. I've I've been to this site many times and I haven't seen anybody living there. I was looking at I mean the December staff uh, no, I was looking at this staff report and it says it's it is it possible that, that there's an uh, area that on what basis were you told that it was occupied? No, um, it wasn't based on my description. I mean, uh, I know I'm asking Katrina. She wrote the report. Yeah, sure. You need to unmute Katrina. I'm only asking about 1822. I, I, uh, 1822. I okay. It's only occupied in 1818. Um, can I get clarification on if you and yes, um, apologies, I was an oversight on staffs. And uh, Kumar's is correct in that it has been vacant. Okay. Thank Very you. Good. So apologies on that. Staff does that satisfy your concern, Igor? It does. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you very much, Kumar's, for joining us. And Katrina, cover briefly to satisfy Commissioner Trigger's uh, questions. We appreciate that. Um, I would like to ask if there are other members of the public uh, attendees who have questions about these projects or uh, requests to withdraw them from consent for public hearing. Uh, Kelly has uh, her hand up. You are recognized, Kelly. Um, thank you. I really appreciate that um, you asked questions about the rent control because um, having affordable units in the city is such a big deal and it looks like we're going to lose them now is that accurate that these will this will no longer be rent controlled once this is done and then i i appreciate um the comment on the design um, thanks kelly um we're not we're not the rent board we don't make those decisions so um even though igor serves on the rent board he's here in his capacity as a zab commissioner that's really a rent board question. My understanding is it would still be rent control. Mm -hmm. um, 
chair if I can. I mean, once rent controlled, always rent controlled. Yeah. Yeah, if um, I can clarify, um, sorry. Um, well, first of all, I'm 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 not currently on the rent. Oh, really? Thank you. For yes. the first time in a long time, Igor. I, I've been termed out since 2020. Oh, okay, <laughs> two years. I didn't realize that. Their lives. For a lifetime, <laughs> um, but uh, yes, my under, my understanding is that as well that they will retain their rent controlled status. Um, yes. It's you know if they rented out, it will be at a new rent. Uh, That's right. Board. That's right. It's a it's both not my understanding, it's both municipal and state laws in concordance. Once it's rent controlled, it, it stays that way. Okay. Um, that uh, brings us to, I see no other individuals wishing to speak on any of these items, which Samantha, I believe, means we can take a vote on the consent calendar um, and uh, hopefully move to our one item tonight uh, for open public hearing. Okay. Um, so this is to approve the consent calendar, which includes the action minutes. Um, from our June 23rd meeting, 1818 Milvia Street, with a recommendation to soften the front facade, um, and 1822 Milvia Street. Um, and we'll correct the staff report on both of those with the occupancy error um, in the final versions as well. And oh, did you, does someone make a motion? Does someone have to make a motion? Oh, yes. Do I have a motion? Can you go? Your hand is up. Moved. Okay. Okay. We have a motion from Igor and a second from Debbie to approve the consent uh, calendar. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Trigo? Board member Trigo? Sorry. Yes. Uh, Duffy? Yes. Gaffney? Yes. Thompson? Vice Chair yes. Thompson? Yes. Uh, Wilson is absent. absent. Uh, Chairperson Carm? Yes. Kim? Yes. And Sanderson? Yes. The, uh, I believe it's unanimous, Samantha. Yes. The consent calendar uh, passes, and those uh, three items on the consent calendar are approved. Uh, if you're the applicant, um, the same uh, terms and conditions will apply to consent as they do to items approved on the regular calendar. These are the, the clerk filing, the approval, and the uh, week or so um, for the public to file an appeal if they so choose. Um, that allows us then to move on to, I think, our final item for tonight, which is uh, the public hearing for uh, a item which has been remanded back to uh, to this uh, committee, to this commission, uh, on the basis that, uh, if I understand, Samantha, there was a determination made by uh, the current uh, 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 attorney for the city, city attorney, that we were improperly advised that this uh, project was covered by the HAA, and they're now of the opinion it isn't, even though we had been told otherwise previously. So we are then, it's remanded back to us by council so that we can evaluate it without the protections of HAA, just the conventional protections of our zoning code. Is that, 
is that an accurate uh, description? Correct. So this will come back to us. And I, I want to say that on an appeal, um, we actually hear the appellant first, because the appellant is, in, in fact, the active agent. They're treated the same way as an applicant uh, would be treated. Ordinarily, an applicant receives um, five minutes, and the public gets two minutes apiece to respond. In this case, we have three appellants, and they will be getting the five minutes for uh, stating their case. They can divide that as they wish. Just as with an applicant, um, we don't allow members of the applicant team to speak more than five minutes. We don't give them an additional two minutes. I would ask that the appellant abide by the same rules that we apply to applicants um, as, as a condition of fairness. I can't bend the rules for uh, one and not the other. Um, so uh, I know that uh, you spoke with Samantha earlier and she advised you of that. Um, so I hope you're prepared. Instead of getting six minutes, she'll be getting five, but uh, hopefully can be organized to make that work. Six minutes being what you would get if the three of you were speaking individually. In fact, I'll tell you what, since it's three of you, I'll stretch it to six. So at least you get the same amount of time you would get if you were speaking individually. Um, I think that's more than fair. And uh, with that, uh, we will first hear from the, um, from the uh, planner, uh, assigned planner, I believe that's Allison, who's here to lay out uh, an outline for the, the project. It will be a familiar project to I think everyone here uh, on the commission, because I think mostly we're here uh, when it was heard previously. So hit it, Allison. I'm Allison Reamer. Uh, so the application was submitted in January 2021. Um, uh, revised design was submitted in May, and in September 2021, the application was deemed complete. In December, ZAB approved the project and did not add any conditions. In January 2022, the ZAB decision was appealed to the City Council by Anna Sederstaff and Adam Sophia, owners of 1609 Virginia and Kate Bristol, the owner of 1651 to 1653 California Street. In the appeal letter, the appellants state that they were concerned about the applicability of the Housing Accountability Act, the lack of modification by SAB procedural requirements, and inadequate opportunities for public participation. On April 26, council held a public hearing to consider SAB's decision during the staff presentation, staff clarified that the HAA should not apply to the project since no new units will be added. The addition may be modified. Council remanded these current to SAB for reconsideration of the applicability of the Housing Accountability Act and the rent stabilization and eviction for good cause ordinance. So the subject property is on California Street between Lincoln and Virginia in the R2 res residential district. There is an existing one-story duplex and shed on the site. Though so the duplex is currently occupied as one unit by the owners. Uh, the property is non-conforming for lot coverage, density, and setbacks. Um, 
the non-conformities are discussed over the next couple of slides. The existing lot coverage is 50% with 5% more coverage than is allowed for a one-story building in the R2 district. Um, the property is non-conforming for residential density with two units where only one permit, where only one unit is permitted for a lot of this size. And the front, rear, and left side setbacks are non-conforming. So since the property is existing non-conforming for lot coverage and density, two use permits apply. Administrative use permits also apply due to the size, height, and location of the addition. And an AUP applies for adding a fifth bedroom. Um, so the existing building will be uh, shifted one inch to the south to create a conforming left side setback of four feet. And the project would reduce the size of the left dwelling unit at 1643 California by about 150 square feet. And the right unit, 1647 California, would be expanded by creating a new basement level below the existing building and a new second floor. The new second floor would step in at the rear to comply with the required setback. The front setback would be vertically centered up with the second story and down with the basement, while the rear setback would be vertically extended down with the expansion of the basement. 1647 California would expand by about 2,600 square feet. At the rear, an existing shed would be removed to reduce the lot coverage and a deck would be added at grade. The proposed average height is, is about 24 feet below the limit of 28 feet. The dotted line at the top of the roof shows the prior design, which was modified after staff sent their first review letter. So a council amended the product to ZAB for reconsideration of the applicability of the Housing Accountability Act and the Rent Stabilization and Eviction for Good Cause Ordinance. So the HAA is um, California Government Code Section 65589.5, Section J, requiring a proposed housing development complies with the applicable objective general plan and zoning standards, but a local agency proposes to deny the project or approve it only if the density is reduced. The agency must base its decision on written findings support, supported by um, specific evidence. Uh, the HAA does not apply to the proposed project because no new dwellings are proposed. The two existing dwellings would remain and the size of the dwellings would change. Therefore, the HAA findings do not apply to this project. Uh, Renford staff prepared a memo, which was attached to the ZAB staff report, that analyzes whether the rent stabilization and eviction for good cause ordinance applies to the project. Since there are currently no tenants, there are no tenant protections at issue currently. Future tenants would be protected by the ordinance. Both units are subject to rent control when rented. Staff recommends approval of the use permit and I'm available for questions. Um, thank you uh, very much for that clear presentation, Alison. I think it answers the question about the laugh that Kelly had about the last project because uh, it's a somewhat similar situation where vacant units do not remove those units from rent control uh, lists. 
And when you change the size, as Igor said, you simply report to the uh, rent board that that's what you're doing, so they're properly identified. Um, so thank you for that very lucid explanation. Any questions from the commission for staff? Seeing none, um, I would like to open the uh, proceedings to the appellants. And I'll be, we'll be giving, we'll be breaking with tradition. You'll be in six minutes, not five, because there are three of you. And I think it's only fair that each of you would get the two minutes that you would be getting if you were on average, if you were uh, presenting separately. So uh, do we have a timekeeper, Samantha? Uh, yes, Karen is here um, for uh, to set the timer for six minutes. Yeah, I'm sharing my screen right now. Thank you, Karen. And I see two uh, hands up, uh, Anna and Kay. Is there anyone else uh, from the appellants who wishes to speak tonight? I thought there would be three individuals. Can you hear us? I can. Anna, is there a third person that wishes to speak tonight? Well, yes. And we were not aware that this was going to be the layout. So we had prepared one five-minute presentation, one two-minute presentation. And because we were expecting the other appellants to be able to speak during the public participation. Right, session. but Samantha called you earlier to advise you that's not how we run the show. I think Allison communicated. Allison communicated. Okay. So I'm giving you... I'm actually bending the rules to give you six minutes, which is more than anyone has ever had in your position. So if you need if you need more than five minutes, you will get six. But I want to stay really just to clarify, similarly, um, no one in the Oppenheimer family except they will also all be considered anyone in that family, not just anyone that signed the appeal will be considered uh, part of the um, anyone who's not listed as an appellate can speak independently. No, but on the uh, on the Oppenheimer side, because they have family members who participated in the city council meeting who did not sign their application. Okay. So they would be, if they can speak during the public participation portion of the hearing and we cannot, they would be given significant addition, additional time simply because we signed I, the appeal. You know, I have, to, I, have to, I have to play it in a fair way. Anna, the same way I would if it was an applicant. We have applicant teams that have got 10 and 12 people on them, and they get five minutes. So um, that's, and I'm giving you more time than is typically granted. So proceed with your comments. Let's start the clock. You have six minutes. Can we share that slide for the slides, please? Share the screen. Hi, everyone. We appealed your initial approval of this project for three reasons. First, we felt the decision arbitrarily and unjustly gifted a tremendous increase in property value to the proponents at the expense of neighbors. Second, approval seems to contravene city policies and goals to address, address the housing crisis, promote racial and economic integration, and increase sustainability. Third, the HAA had been misinterpreted, leading the ZAB to believe it had been stripped of its powers to require modification of projects like this. We're glad the city agreed with our appeal and has clarified that the SAB indeed um, has- hey, Anna, were you going to share a presentation? Yes. 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 It's not that awesome. awesome. um, Yeah, we don't see Can you please pause the timer? So I don't know why you don't see the presentation. I see it on my screen. 
at the bottom it says hit share screen at the bottom. It's not it's not active on ours. We don't have a share screen active. I think Karen has to stop sharing her screen, maybe. Karen, you have to stop sharing your screen to give them an opportunity to share. All right, you should be able to share now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will keep the clock running on my end and I will give a one minute warning. Wait, uh, wait, wait, it is we still we stopped the clock for this discussion, just so you know. Right, but it's not allowing us to share screen. So we need to be made centered. Um, Anna, you aren't sharing your screen yet. We can't hear you. Can you hear us? I can hear you fine. I can't. Yeah, I'm just next to Anna. The only okay. thing we see. Okay, now we're promoting Anna to panelist, so maybe that that might help. Oh yeah, they have to be made a panelist to share their screen. Okay. Do you see the share screen icon, Anna? Great. <sighs> okay. Um, let's do this. Uh, if uh, Karen, if you can just start the clock over, I'd like uh, Anna to give Anna a chance to present without interruptions. Okay, it's reset. Thank you. Anna, it's your show. We can't hear you because you're muted. You're still muted, Anna. It's weird. We muted us. It remuted us. I don't know what happened. Okay, so we're the technology. You can take it from the top. We're starting the clock over. Okay. So we appealed the initial approval of this project for three reasons. First, we felt the decision arbitrarily and unjustly gifted a tremendous increase in property value to the proponents at the expense of the neighbors. Second, approval seems to contravene city policies and goals to address the housing crisis, promote racial and economic integration in North Berkeley, and increase sustainability. Third, the HAA had been misinterpreted. We're glad the city agreed with our appeal and clarified that the SAP indeed has the authority to require modifications to the sign and design of this project, size and design of this project, such as the elimination of the top story initially suggested by the city planner that would limit the project to 2,700 square feet that would be allowed for new construction on this lot. What's at stake at this appeal, in this appeal, however, is not only our property values, it's also about the preservation of lower income rent controlled housing in the face of gentrification and about the ability of ZAB to steer permit decisions to align development with city goals and needs. We face another recommendation from planning that ZAB approve this project. We understand that planning department policy is to recommend for approval any permit that can be legally requested. We also understand that it is the responsibility and duty of the ZAB to approve or deny permits considering whether a proposal aligns with city goals and policies while balancing environmental, social, and economic impacts as well as residents and property owner concerns. The staff report lists policies that planning deems applicable to the project. Our slides five and six show additional city policies that apply and why some of the cited policies do not apply. 
We especially want to highlight the general plan goal two to maintain the supply of decent affordable housing and identifying gentrification as a significant threat. Policy H1 to increase the number of units available to Berkeley residents with lower income levels, which we can only assume translates into a directive to also prevent the uh, elimination and preserve existing units of that type, i.e. smaller units. Then there's LU4, which states that economic and social consequences, not just zoning standards, must be considered in decision-making. Further, LU3 to promote infill development actually does not apply here. Infill development refers to development of unused and underutilized parcels such as vacant lots. Since this property already exceeds both lot coverage and zoning density standards, it could not be considered underdeveloped or underutilized and thus would not qualify. The proponents request a massive expansion at a property registered as a duplex with two small low-income units, both of which are subject to rent control when rented. We do not see how allowing the significant modification of those two units could possibly be in accordance with the city plan. While the replacement units would technically remain subject to rent control, one would be made even smaller and thus no longer be suitable for a small family, and the other would become so large that no owner in their right mind would ever put it on the market under rent control. If this project is allowed, the city would in, fact, in effect be saying that it was okay for the proponents to illegally convert their duplex to a single family home, and that it will be okay for them to now even further expand their personal living space, both at the expense of the neighbors and in a way that gentrifies the neighborhood and permanently reduces the potential supply of more affordable rental units. The proponents must have been aware of the rent control and zoning limitations of their properties when they purchased it as a young family decades ago. If they really need a much larger home, they should trade up rather than destroying the lower priced housing that served them so well in a time of need. Berkeley needs to create more small and more affordable living units. This is causing conflict mere blocks away with the proposed development at North Berkeley BART. For ZAB and city planning to simultaneously allow the elimination of existing small units seems inconsistent at best. Planning has also argued that this project would bring minimal impact on neighbors. That is an entirely subjective determination. In our case, the loss of the sunny areas in our yard, where we often spend time and entertain in the late afternoon and evening of summer months, is a tremendous impact. The same goes for the loss of privacy this project would entail. The city has not yet established objective standards to guide decision-making. In the absence of such standards, SAB should act with precaution and not approve projects that irreversibly harm neighbors. One in minute our, warning. In our submission, slides 18 through 26, we've detailed multiple options for decisions that would reduce harm to both the city and neighbors. One option that protects these lower income duplex is to protect these lower income duplex units. Two options would permit expansion by adding a lower level to increase the square footage up to the maximum amount that would be allowed on this lot if this were new construction. And finally, two options where SAD does decide against preserving these lower income units and allows expansions beyond the square footage that would be permissible for new construction on this lot, you would permit the addition of either a partial or a full third upper level with modifications. 
Our materials show a variety of minor changes to windows, faces, and an east wall parapet feature that should be considered in the latter situation. But I want to be very clear that while we certainly hope you will not allow expansion of this property beyond the 2,700 square foot maximum that would be permitted for new construction, the most preferable option is to, for SAB to just preserve these low-income units and safeguard the rental properties. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anna. It was a very clear presentation, well prepared, um, and uh, I appreciate that. Uh, the applicant, we will now give the applicant uh, an opportunity to respond. Um, is the applicant here? Before we hear from uh, participants, uh, I see Tal Oppenheimer's hand is up. Um, Samantha, I think the uh, applicant gets three minutes for response. Is that right? Um, I probably also got a five minute presentation, I thought. They got five minutes as well. Okay, I think you're right. Um, so telling you about the five minutes to respond. Um, I think we may also have Sunny joining our architect. Um, Anna, I need yeah. you to stop sharing your screen, please. Yes. If you would stop sharing, uh, Anna, that would be great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, the applicant team gets five minutes to speak. And I also have a presentation with some slides I was hoping to show. Is it possible to get that approval to show Yes, us? yes, you sh uh, should be promoted to panelist. Mom? Is that Sunny that has the slides? Yeah. I'm sorry, I have some slides, and then Sunny, um, I believe, has his hand up. Okay, so it's Tal that would be doing the uh, presentation, the slides. Okay. So, good evening, uh, uh, members of the Zoning Adjustment Board. Uh, I think Allison did a good job of kind of explaining where we started and where we ended up with this project. The project that you have before you is the exact same project that you all uh, approved in 920 back in uh, 2021, December. Uh, uh, since it was appealed to uh, the city council, the city council, obviously, as you know, did not uh, look at it and sent it back to you because of uh, how the AJA guidelines was uh, interrupted. Uh, at this point, uh, you know, we worked with the planning department to modify our design uh, based on the, the response that we got back. As you know, we modified the rear of the rear of the upper floor to accommodate the rear 20-foot setback. We also eliminated a roof deck at the upper floor uh, due to privacy and setback issues. We changed the building height and removed the one-car garage in the initial uh, design to make the building not to be a three-story and have additional setback issues. We also modified the roof design and just decreased the impact of the, on the adjacent properties, which you can see in the, the shadow setting. Uh, we redesigned the overall and scale of the building so it looks similar to many other, you know, two-story houses uh, over a basement. You know, we're not doing something that's unusual here. There are many, many examples of, uh, you know, houses of this scale in the neighborhood. Uh, you know, the planning, again, planning department and the staff is uh, recommending this project uh, for approval. And I would like to uh, give the remaining time to call to uh, speak on behalf of the family. Great. Um, can you all see my presentation? 
1643-1647 California Street. Thank you. Um, so my name is Tal. I'm just speaking on behalf of my parents because English is their, their second language. Um, my family has been living in this home in Berkeley for, for over 30 years now, and they're really just looking to renovate an old home to meet the needs of their family, including those of their dis disabled vision impaired son, my brother. As a quick reminder, I know a lot of this has been covered, but just echoing that staff does recommend approving this project. And we just wanted to share some of the many modifications we've made to address the neighbor feedback. The project went through extensive redesign to lower the height and staff now recommends approving the project. It's now a two-story house over a basement. The neighbor to the north fully supports the project. Of all the neighbors, this neighbor is most affected by the shade and the light. Our redesign of the project lowered the high point of the roof by five foot two inches on her side of the property, reducing the impact to her house. And as you can see from her note here, she remains supportive of the project. The neighbor to the south expressed some privacy concerns about visibility into their backyard. Although the backyard is already obscured by an existing structure in the neighbor's property and over 15 feet away, we still updated the design so that the window near the backyard is a small bathroom window with obscure glass. The neighbor also expressed some concerns about my family wanting to resell the house instead of living in it. My family loves living here and really just wants to complete the project and keep living in their home. The neighbors to the east are minimally affected by the project. Their building is actually not directly in line with my parents' building because it's southeast of the project. None of the windows on the neighbor's property face my parents' building. And despite the minimal impact to this neighbor, we've still modified the project to address their concerns. For privacy, we updated the design. The upper windows that are closest to the east neighbor is a small bathroom window with obscure glass. The only other window on that side is over 50 feet away from the neighbor's building. For light, we significantly decreased the height of the project, so it's only a second story addition, and so there's very little light impact on the property. The neighbors to the east also raised some other concerns to Zab that have been addressed. One minute warning. Thank you. Uh, staff state that the number of permits is normal. We worked really closely with the city planner. No units are being removed. This project maintains two units. And there is no upper deck at the rear of this project. Other neighbors on the block have expressed their support for this project. These are just some of their signatures and letters showing the support. And the look and feel of this new design is in line with that of the neighborhood. These are photos of similarly sized buildings all within the block of we were requesting approval for the project. We believe that we've addressed all the concerns from Zab and City Council, and we've reasonably addressed the concerns from the neighbors. My family is just really excited to improve their rundown home and continue to be a part of the Berkeley community. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tal. That was quite articulate. Um, with this, I would like to uh, recognize uh, participants who are not part of the um, applicant or the appellant. I see two individuals. One is a phone number with a 218 in the last three digits. Uh, I see Dana and Jeff Malmo, uh, also Todd Jailer, uh, and a Berkeley neighbor. I have five. If anyone else wishes to speak from the community, uh, this is the time to raise your hands. See, Nicole would like to speak. As with John, we have one, two, and with Kesavan. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, 
Anyone else uh, that wishes to speak? Okay, um, as long as we have eight, eight people, it's quite a few, but it is our one item. Uh, Samantha, you have your hand up. I was gonna um, ask if the applicant could please stop sharing screen. Yes, thank you. Oh, sorry, yeah. Great. Um, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and give each of the uh, members of the public two minutes to speak. Uh, if you are one of the appellants or any of these individuals appellants, Allison? Um, no, yeah, no, none of the other speakers are appellants. Okay, then we'll recognize everybody uh, who has their, the eight people have their hands up. You'll each get two minutes. I'll start with the phone number. I don't know your name. There you are. Uh, you need to unmute and then we, we can hear you speak. This is the, please unmute. It's star six to unmute. Star six is how to unmute, okay. I don't know if you can hear that. Very good. Uh, okay, I think we can hear you now. We can't hear you now, but you unmuted. Hello? Seem to be having a problem. Um, I'm going to go ahead and while they're figuring that out, um, can, you, can we hear you? Can you speak in your phone? I don't know what the problem is. Um, I'm going to give you a chance to come can back. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can now. Okay, Charles, this is Kelly. You uh, bumped me off the system and I can't get back in. Oh my God, I'm Was so that sorry, intentional? Kelly. No, no, not at all. Okay. You, yeah, uh, why can't you get back in? Because when you throw somebody off the system, I guess you pressed a button or something and you threw me off, that means, it, and it gave me a message, I'm unable to rejoin. Oh, geez. Okay, I'm so sorry, Kelly. I was, you were on the, uh, um, oh, oh. yeah. Right. Okay, thank you. That was what I wanted to know. And then I'll, I'll just wait to hear the other speakers and see if there's something I want to say at the end. Okay, yeah, you're all, you know, you know, you're always welcome here, Kelly. I, I really apologize. That was a, a, a I, I was saying, leading in this meeting, I'm a Luddite when it comes to technology. Total, totally, okay. uh, not me to do that. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Okay, apologize. thank you. Thank you. I'll just wait and hear what the others have to say. Very good. Thank you for, for letting me know. I, I, I shouldn't do that in the future. Um, we have uh, Dana next. Uh, hello, can you hear me? Hello, welcome. Hi, uh, oh, great, you can hear me? Yes. Um, thanks. Uh, I've been asked to read a statement um, from a next door neighbor to the north of the Oppenheimer property who mm -hmm. was unable to attend tonight. Um, okay. So I'm just going to proceed to read it as written. Okay. Uh, so my name is Barbara. I am unable to attend this session and would like to submit the following statement. I have lived at 1639 California Street since 1980. My property will be the most impacted by the current design, more shadow, less light. And I do support the improvements under consideration at 1643 to 1647 California Street. My positive and negative feedback are part of the record. I do not need to repeat them here. 
As this project wobbles through the city's various departments, many arguments have been presented. Some arguments against the project are rooted in um, legal interpretation, some from personal attacks, and have little or nothing to do with the design of the project. The Zoning Adjustments Board is again tasked with reviewing only the legal questions pertaining to this project. I have learned during this permitting process that light and shadow are not within the scope of the city's various departments. I hope that this process will be resolved with a decision based on current codes, laws and regulations, and that the Oppenheimers will be able to move forward towards much needed improvements on their property, on their home, and neighbourhood harmony will return. Uh, that's the end of the statement. Thank you, Dana, for coming and reading that. We appreciate it. No problem. Um, Thanks. And I'll next recognise Jeff Malmuth. Jeff, you recognise if you can unmute. Okay. Um, am I unmuted? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, my family has lived at 1636 California Street for the last 39 years. We wanted to expand our home and add a second story. We obtained signatures of support from all of our good neighbors. When our neighbor at 1634 California Street to the north of us wanted to expand their home and add a second story, we provided them with our signature of support as did all the other good neighbors necessary for the permit. When the Oppenheimers decided to renovate and improve their home on 1643, 1647 California Street, where they have lived for 32 years, they obtained signatures of support of all their good neighbors except for Adam Safir and Adam and Anna uh, Saderstav, who lived in who lives in on uh, 1609 Virginia Street. After having read Mr. Safir and Ms. Saderstav's exceedingly numerous and detailed multi-page single-space appeals with purported legal citations, graphics, and pictures, it is abundantly clear to me that uh, Ms. K. Bristol at 1639-1641 California Street is not the person generating this level of vindictiveness uh, toward the Oppenheimer's project, but rather a casual, casual observer that happens to live on California Street that Ms. Safir and Ms. Ms. Cedarstev have convinced to co-sign their appeals. If my opinion is incorrect, I would ask Ms. Bristol to try to articulate even one one-hundredth of the interminable issues posited by Mr. Safir and Ms. Cedarstaff in their nonstop appeals. I doubt she can, and she certainly did not in the last Zoom meeting, limiting her concerns to some ill-defined issue about the value of her property being adversely affected. That the city of Berkeley allows this situation regarding the Oppenheimer project to continue is a sad commentary on a process that was already approved once, then kicked back to the rent board for no apparent objective reason, now is back again once again before the zoning board. That essentially one that essentially one family who lives on and who developed quarterly hard uh, I, I support um, the Oppenheimer's project and I hope that they get their permit to renovate and improve their home. Thank you so much for coming tonight, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Oh, got it. Um, Todd Jailer is next. That's it. Thank you, Joe. That's it. Thank you, Eugene. Okay, hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Todd. Good. Um, my name is Todd Jailer. I live around the corner on Virginia Street, and I oppose the project because I believe it's wrong to remove small affordable housing units from Berkeley. We recently built a backyard ADU to help address the housing shortage in Berkeley. We built it at uh, 670 square feet, exactly the size of those two units at 1643. We don't think the city, and when we did it, it took 
it took about a year and a half to build. We followed all the zoning rules. We followed all the other uh, city rules and it, it was difficult to make that work, but we figured that's what rules are for. You follow them. Um, and we don't think the city should issue a, a use permit where there's no requirement to do so for a project that doesn't follow the rules and that eliminates uh, small housing units while also impacting neighbors. Um, it's upsetting to hear that that uh, residents are, are being asked by the city to build backyard ADUs to, relieve, to alleviate the housing crisis, but at the same time removing small units that already exist. Uh, doing so basically gives the owners of those properties an enormous property value increase at the expense of the neighbors, at the expense of potential neighbors, lower income or lesser wealth, and it's really a detrimental development in housing availability in Berkeley. Thank you. Thank you for your comments, Todd, and for coming tonight. Uh, we have someone identified as a Berkeley neighbor. Berkeley neighbor, there you go. Thank you, can you hear us? Yes. Thank you very much. My name's Elizabeth. And my name is Zoltan. We're neighbors a half block away on California Street to the uh, south. Okay. We're just wanted to speak up and give our support for the project. Um, I know there's some bad feeling against it, but I, I have to say that there's already so much development, both on our block and in the neighborhood, that this really conforms with. I don't think there's anything out of step about this project portions or in fitting into the neighborhood. I think it'll be just fine. The reason we're speaking up also is because we've had this kind of development happen all around our house. To the south, the house was doubled in size and really moved, and back, moved, back. moved back so that it's much closer to us and really has given our property much shade. To the north of us, the same thing pretty much happened. The house has also increased almost double in size and height while not being moved. And it took away a view that we very much loved. And we approved both projects and both neighbors were wonderful and totally worth it. And it would have been terrible for them not to be able to, one neighbor might've lost his loan in order to do the project at all, if there's any more stalling on the project. And we thought that just wasn't right. Our other neighbor was retiring and this was her retirement home. And, you know, I just don't think that these reasons are good enough to deny people the enjoyment of their homes and their property. I don't think it's out of line with projects that have been done in the rest of the neighborhood. And I just don't think it's right, folks. I, I would hope the neighborhood could come together and support this project. And we ask that you do so. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Appreciate that. We have three more uh, speakers, Nicole, John, and Kesavan in that order. Nicole, you're up on a bit the plate. You're done. Thank you. you. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Nicole. Welcome. Thank you so much. Um, I wanted to address a comment that a previous speaker made about the size of the home. Um, it seems like that is a major issue for the speaker. Um, however, as brought up by the previous neighbor who spoke, 
it seems like this kind of size of home is actually becoming more and more common in the community. Uh, in fact, uh, about 50% of the buildings on the block are about the size of the proposed expansion. Um, so there's no reason to reduce the size of the project. Uh, furthermore, the individuals who have uh, worked on this home and have worked on this redesign have taken into account their neighbors' wishes and desires um, and seem to have really care about their community and care about how this redesign will affect their neighborhood. Um, and therefore, further incorporation and further stalling, um, further incorporation of neighbor requests and further stalling seems unreasonable to force them to do. Thank you guys very much for your time. Thanks for coming, Nicole. I appreciate it. Um, we have Kay, we see uh, John Vinapal next. Good evening, board members. Uh, while this project might have always been contentious, I would like to point out that the architect in question, Sonny Gruel, chose to make it more contentious than it needed to be by claiming in the applicant statement, and I quote, the proposed project has support from the adjoining neighbors, plural. In point of fact, it had support from one adjoining neighbor. The other two neighbors explicitly wrote to the planning department that they were not in support of this project. Language matters. Mr. Gruel, in choosing this language, materially misrepresents the other neighbor's consent. Mr. Gruel made the same claim on my neighbor's AUP, a completely different AUP, a different project, where he falsely claimed my family's consent and support on a project that had never been presented to us at all. Development can be contentious enough without needlessly setting neighbor against neighbor. Someone needs to tell this architect to straighten up and fly right. Thank you, board members, for your time. Thank you for those comments, John. I'm sure they're being heard. I hope they are. Uh, Kosovan? Uh, hello. Um, the presentation by the appellants seems to be an endless list of any complaints that they could think of that might slow down the project. Uh, they don't seem to be focused on any specific requests, just that they're against the project and are hoping something sticks. The proposed project is very reasonable and has been approved by the staff multiple times. Uh, there's no reason for it to be not approved by the ZAB again. Um, I'm fully in support of the project and it seems very reasonable to me. Thank you so much. Any other comments? Nope. Okay, thank you for coming tonight. We appreciate that. I believe that um, Kate Bristol has already spoken, isn't that? Uh, the case, Samantha? No, she didn't speak, but she is one of the um, appellants. I see. Okay, um, then uh, we have someone named River who has appeared. Um, I'll go ahead and recognize you, and then uh, we have Kelly uh, who is back. If you want to speak. Uh, River? Hi there. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I'd like to just say I'm in support of this project. The family has lived there for over 30 years and, you know, has, has lived in a relatively modest dwelling that entire time. This doesn't seem like, it seems like a very reasonable request. And as has been stated earlier, a number of the other houses in the area are of similar sizes. They've already worked with the neighbors in the area and gotten those approved by staff multiple times. And so... It's, it seems like a very reasonable thing. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I don't see any more hands up. Uh, Kelly, put your hand up. This is your last chance if you do want to speak. 
Uh, I don't see your hand going up. So uh, I'm going to close the public hearing and bring it back to the uh, commission um, and uh, open up first for uh, if any um, you know, questions you have for staff, clarifications based on the commentary that you've heard uh, tonight, but also any comments or thoughts you have relative to the merits of this application. Uh, Igor, I see your hand up. Oh, um, before you do, and it's totally cherished this question, but I do see Kelly now raising her hand. Oh, she raised her hand. Okay, I do want to recognize you because I promised I wouldn't. I kicked her off unintentionally, so I don't want to do that twice. Kelly, you are recognized. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, um, I really wanted to comment on two things on the design. And that is that the stairway entrance doesn't look balanced with the size of the building. And you know, you have talented art architects on Zab. I wish you would take a look at that. Mm -hmm. And the other concern is the deck, if that's a wood deck going all the way to the property line. I think with the way legislation is going on fire zones and fire safeties, that uh, they need to take that back from the property line. So those are my two comments. Okay, thank you for that. Okay, now I will uh, reclose the public uh, hearing and uh, Igor, I see you and then I see you, Debbie. Uh, so proceed. Um, okay, thank you. Well, <laughs> Kelly brings up an interesting point. So um, staff, could you, um, address, um, you know, I, I would presume that before something goes for uh, staff recommendation. Are you, are you asking about the, the deck that Kelly raised? Because I can speak to that, Igor. Oh, great. Well, either of you, um, I, I would presume that the fire department uh, building in, inspector. Not as that, not as that issue. I'm speaking as chair now. Yeah. Uh, Kelly's issue is not a zoning board issue. It is a building department issue and will be addressed in due turn by the building and the fire department. Fire safety is not our uh, bailiwick. We are not experts on that. Speaking as a professional architect, I can tell you they'll take care of it. Okay. Thank you for, yeah, just wanted to clarify that. Thanks for clarifying. Um, um, I was curious, um, staff, if you could walk us through, uh, so it was a, at some point, it was two units, well, it, it was always two units, and then some modifications were made um, to, um, I guess, one or both of the units without permits. Um, so could could you just confirm like what um, my understanding is that part of the permits we are trying to do or we're being asked to provide um, would be in part to correct something that may have been done without permits, but could you- I don't you... think that's true. Is that true, Allison? No, I mean like no? Yeah, stuff was, without permits, but that was like interior work. I, I guess it was, um, there were two kitchens, you know, when the property was purchased by the current owners 
and maybe they removed the second one, but otherwise, and removed like why removed a door or added a doorway so that they were using the two units as one house. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that's what I was asking about, but that would not require separate use permits. It was a entirely an interior modification. And can you just confirm um, the only aspect where um, other than code enforcement, where um, it would be um, maybe the rent board purview would have been if that unpermitted work impacted someone that may have been renting the unit uh, at the time and would have been impacted by a reduction in services or a change in the floor plan. But that would be within the purview of the rent board, not the ZAB, correct? Yeah, but um, my understanding is that the current owners you know, bought the property when no one was occupying it. So um, there wasn't a disruption to existing tenants when they occupied both units. Um, but it is, um, it, it was confirmed that it's not a golden duplex, so it is subject to rent control when it is rented. And, and they're restoring, and they're restoring yeah. two units, yeah. And we're restoring it to two units. Okay. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much for clarifying that. Thanks, Igor. Anything else? Nope. Uh, Debbie, and then, uh, yes, I saw your hand up briefly if you want to speak. Well, I want to make a comment on the size of the units. Um, 501 square feet is a perfectly normal size for a small unit. It is um, what we consider that and below is a typical low income affordable unit. They're getting smaller and smaller. So what we started with were two units that were comparable in size. And we're ending up with two units where one is smaller and one is larger. I think that change strongly supports the city of Berkeley's residents and buyers of property. So, and I think the, the building itself as resulted from these extensions, looks like a building you would find in that neighborhood. So um, I would like to recommend that we approve this project as proposed. Is that a motion, Debbie? Yes, it is. Thank you. Uh, yes, I see your hand up. Oops. Yeah, I would I would like to second that, but I also had a couple comments, if that's okay. Yeah, I would like to make one thing very clear to this group. Just because someone makes a motion doesn't stop the discussion. That starts the discussion. Okay. That that's how that's how the parliamentary procedure works. We are now discussing the motion. Okay. So please Thank speak. You. Perfect. Great. Um, first, I appreciate the clarity of all the, the presentations. Thank you. Um, I hope to be as clear myself now. Um, I plan to support this project as presented with the conditions of approval from our last hearing as attached. I've read all the correspondence on the record for this project, just so you know. Now, to, the, to the appellant, uh, just a quick note about small units being considered affordable low-income units. As an architect, I just want to share that, you know, small doesn't always equate more affordable. Actually, a better metric is probably number of bedrooms. As any student would know, shared living situations with multiple rooms can actually be more affordable to individuals. So while I think we're all aligned on the importance of affordability, it isn't always about being small. 
in fact, as we know, sharing um, alleviates some of the cost burden. So I appreciate the level of detail the appellant has best described their situation, but I still feel that this project approval recommendation from staff um, is substantiated. Um, this project is legal, it's conforming, it's a second story addition. Yeah, the lot coverage is non-conforming by a small amount, but it's actually improving with this proposal with the removal of the rear shed. Um, a couple other things just to mention, shadows and privacy. I know you brought them up. I think it would be important to address. Um, shadows, not only are they mostly cast from the existing redwood trees, as for the, as for the building though, they're really just a function of height and roof design. And this proposal already made a friendly amendment to the roof line to address this issue. So furthermore, this project proposes a roof height that's actually well under the allowed height limit, and it steps back in the rear yard to comply with required setbacks. So um, those are some issues regarding shadow. One other thing just regarding privacy. Uh, you know, we addressed this previously with recommending um, higher strategically placed windows at the last hearing, um, also with privacy frosting at the bathroom. Um, this is completely adequate in my opinion. Furthermore, the appellant's windows affected in their rear yard are nearly 50 feet away, as we saw. So, you know, 50 feet, just to keep in mind, is the width of a public street. Um, not only that, is that those, those windows are 90 degrees to each other. So they're not even looking across and into each other. I think that's important to notice. Um, so the issue of people looking into each other's backyards, that's also a privacy issue. But I also think that's just something that most of us live with in this urban city. So I hope my preparedness is in line with your preparedness and at least in responding to um, those important issues. And, um, and I would support um, and second uh, Deborah's motion. Thanks very much. That was a very lucid and comprehensive uh, setting out of, of your position. Yes, and I agree with you for what it's worth on every point. Thank you so much. You, you took the words out of my mouth. Um, I see Joey and then Igor. Thank you, Chair. I, I just wanted to briefly comment to yes as well. Uh, because I'm not an architect, I often kind of be on the listening end of architects and experts on this board. And I really appreciate the clarity that gave uh, with your uh, knowledge and expertise. So really appreciated that. You're here. Um, anyone? Yeah, um, I'd like to thank um, all the neighbors that came out, whether you mm -hmm. were in support or in opposition. Um, I, I think your input has collectively made this project better. Um, and so what matters to me as a board member is, um, you know, first of all, uh, we as board members can't make decisions and should not make decisions based on alleged previous history of either an applicant or an architect. I mean, um, we can only make a decision based on what is in front of us. Um, however, it does give me some confidence that, um, you know, I do remember that hearing back in December of last year. And at the time, um, I believe th that the applicant um, actually, you know, made design changes based on those recommendations, as board member Duffy points out. Um, and I also appreciate the presentation, um, which details 
the other modifications uh, that have been made over the course of this project to reduce the massing, to strive to reduce the impact on the neighbors. You know, unfortunately, there are always going to be impacts. Um, however, and you know, I live, um, uh, you know, not too far from there, just down the street on Virginia. Uh, that is um, kind of the dominant setting is, you know, that one to two story, there are even some three story buildings. Um, I think it was a thoughtful design choice to actually reduce the massing to propose um, that part of the, um, the larger unit be in the basement. Um, and lastly, uh, just, um, you know, as a, as a tenant in a quadruplex, um, I think my unit is about like, at most, it's 500 feet. It might be less. Um, there are going to be all sorts of different needs and uh, for unit size for different stages in someone's life. Uh, it sounds like right now they actually have no plans to rent it out, but if they did, and they certainly have the option to do in the future, um, I'm quite confident that they will find um, a tenant um, that, that might actually need um, that kind of floor plan um, for either one of the units um, being proposed. Um, lastly, I, you know, I, I, I know that, um, not every side is going to be happy here. Um, I, but I want to thank again both sides. I, in particular, I want to thank um, those who raised concerns. Um, you know, for suggesting that the rent board be consulted. Um, I, I thought that was a useful data point. I um, obviously pay close attention to. Uh, the rent board reports when they are provided. And they too um, said that there has been no um, history of untoward activity um, on the part of the owners. So um, I will be supporting uh, this, uh, the staff recommendation um, with a deep appreciation for everyone that came out tonight. Thank you, Igor. Uh, Michael? Um, I also uh, really thought that the neighborhood was a charming one. It's, I got out and walked around the, uh, around the neighborhood and it's, it's, it's fabulous. And I understand the concern that everyone has, um, those in support and opposition. You guys have a great setup. Um, I do, I, I thought that the project was in line with what's in the neighborhood. It, it you know, as soon as you, uh, across the street, around the corner, you see those units, it, it's, it was half and half. Someone mentioned 50% of the homes in the block. So, um, I, you know, I think, I think the project will be a, an improvement to the neighborhood. I think, I think um, some, some upgrades would be a nice thing for the neighborhood. And, and I'm likewise in support of it. Um, it, this the the family's been there a really long time. This doesn't sound like investors coming in to get the money out of a college town. Um, this is this is you know folks who live in the home and have been there for a really long time. So I support the project as well. 
Thanks for listening. Thank you, Michael. Um, if there are no further comments, um, uh, I, I have no further comments myself. Uh, could we have a vote, uh, Samantha? Yes. Um, so this is uh, to approve um, the use permit for 1643, 1647, California. Uh, Board Member Trigo. Oh yeah. It's not a rejection of the appeal. It's actually oh. a new, new approval. Sorry. Um, it's uh, to approve the use. It is to because it was remanded to us. It's a. It is. It is approval of the use permit. And dismiss the appeal. Yes, and dismiss all of the appeal, yes. Yeah, thank you for that clarification. I apologize. Um, uh, okay, sorry. Uh, Board Member Trigo. Yes. Duffy? Yes. Gaffney? Yes. Thompson? Yes. Olson and O'Keefe are absent. Uh, Chairperson Khan? Yes. Kim? Yes. And Sanderson? Yes. So you have your use permit. Um, the appeal was denied, so there will be no appeal of this uh, hearing. And um, it needs to be registered by the clerk. And uh, then, of course, uh, the building department and fire department will need to approve the plans before you can be issued a permit for construction. Um, so I, I just want to add, I, I really appreciate everyone who came out tonight and who spoke. You were all very articulate, and uh, I appreciate that very much. And I know the concerns are genuine, and uh, for the appellants who were not uh, uh, approved tonight, I'm sure you're dismayed by that. But I, I do want to point out that even without HAA protection, we do have the protection of the Berkeley Zoning Code, the Municipal Code, which does actually entitle, actually entitles owners to get title to their property. It's where the word entitlement comes from, to develop their properties and improve their properties. If we don't allow them to do that, we are denying them a legal entitlement. And, if, and we need a preponderance of evidence to deny an application such as this one not just a presumed argument that somehow we're affecting affordability, which we all have concerns about, believe me, and are working hard to, to, uh, to uh, address. Um, this is not the venue for doing that. So that's uh, uh, why I added my vote and all of Yes's comments add to that. So um, thank you nonetheless for coming. I know your thoughts and concerns are sincere, um, but that's the way that the system works not only in Berkeley, but throughout, throughout the country. Um, thanks again, and we'll uh, hopefully see you again sometime in the future as an appellant or not. And uh, I guess that's, is that it for our hearing, Samantha? No other items? Um, there are no other items on the action calendar, um, but is there a DRC subcommittee report? We are we are meeting next uh, actually I think next week so we have nothing to report uh, but we will be able to report if there is a report uh, at the following Zab hearing. Okay. Um, okay. And there are no um, staff communications I guess other than to say our next meeting is the 
I said this date wrong. It was an August 11th. Oh, it is the yeah. first, the, the second week. It's, okay, the, it's the second Thursday um, because of the summer recess. So that was one gotcha. of the reasons why we also realigned this one. Very good. All right. Well, thanks to all of you for coming tonight, both on the board and in the public. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. Do we need to have a motion to adjourn? Yes. We do. I so move. Do I have a second? Second. Thank you, Debbie. Seconds the motion to adjourn. Can you take a vote? Samantha? Uh, Board Member Trigu. Yes. Duffy? Yes. Gaffney? Yes. Vice Chair Thompson? Yes. Olson and O'Keefe are both absent. Chairperson Khan? Yes. Kim? Yes. And Sanderson? It's unanimous. Enjoy the rest of your evening, yes. everybody here. Thank you. See you next time. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Have a good night.